Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, Pastor Major H. Gilbert Sr. Coming to you from uh, On the Wall E Ministries here in Alta Vista, Virginia. We thank God and we greet you in the marvelous and wonderful name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We thank God for you joining us. We're entering into a new quarter, uh, our uh, fall quarter we are entering into and uh, we're starting off with our uh, King James Version of our standard lesson commentary by uh, standard publishing and that's what we're teaching out of uh, lessons are a little bit different than the uh, um, Union Gospel Press that is out but everybody else should be in alignment with us so we do thank God for you we're starting off with this uh, new study God exceptional uh, uh, choices that he made God calls Abram's family we're going to study this first quarter and today's lesson is starting off with the call of Abram, the call of Abram. Our background study is coming out of Genesis 12 chapter verses 1 through 5 and verse 7, Genesis 15 chapter verses 1 through 7. As we study today, our key text is God appeared unto Abram and said unto thee, thy seed will I give this land and will build in him an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. Uh, as we study this morning, hopefully we'll be able to look at the key features of Abraham's call and subsequent covenant vision and then explain the relationship between that call and the vision. Identify one or more ways that Abraham's obedience will serve as a model for us to be able to uh, serve him under this new covenant. So again, our scripture readings coming out of Genesis 12, 1 through 5, 7, 15, 1 through 7. Our scripture read this morning. Now the Lord has said unto Abram, Get thee out of the country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house into the land that I will show thee. Verse 2, And I will make thee a great nation, and I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. Verse 3, And I will bless them that bless thee, curse him that curses thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Verse 4, and Abram departed, and the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was seventy and five years old, and, and he departed out of Haram. And Abram took his Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and their substance uh, that they had gathered, and the souls that they had all gotten in Haram. And they went forth into the land of Canaan. Into the land of Canaan they came. Verse 7. And the Lord appeared unto Abram and said unto him, Unto thy seed will I give unto this land, and, and, and there buildeth he an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. Let's jump down to Genesis 15th chapter, verses 1 through 7. After these of the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, and saying, Fear not, uh, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. Verse 2, And Abram said, Lord God, what wilt thy give me, seeing I am childless, and the steward of my house is Eliezer of Damascus? And the verse 3, And Abram said, Behold, to me thou hast given no seed, and lo, one born in my house is mine heir. Verse 4, And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he shall come forth out of thy own bowels, and shall be thine heir. Verse 5, and he brought them forth of world and said, Look now toward heaven and tell the stars if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. Verse 6, 
And he believed in the Lord, and he counted it unto him for righteousness. Verse 7, our last, and he said unto him, I am the Lord that brought thee out of Ur and out of Chaldees, and, and give thee this land to inherit it. Again, we want to look at these features of Abraham's call and this vision that God had given unto him and explain this relationship between the call and this vision. And then ways that we can uh, take from uh, uh, Abraham's obedience and to be able to serve as a model in our Christian walk under the new covenant. So as we begin into our introduction this morning, answering the call. Uh, when the mouse offers you a job, you say yes. This was an executive of Disney Cruise that had declared and prior to his work at Disney, uh, he had worked in executive capacity of several successful restaurants and he enjoyed his line of work and had uh, considered uh, going on the seas. And however, his name was suggested uh, 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 for this cruise line, for this position, eventually someone uh, uh, from the company called him and conducted an interview and made him an offer. And this chef accepted and for uh, over a decade, he served in several upscale restaurants out there on the sea, and the chef answered the call, and the decision changed his life forever. How much more is it with God, and when we calls and we accept and expects a faith-filled response, that we will respond to his call. His call may feel uh, rather demanding, even overwhelming at times, but in today's text, God calls someone to a new context so that God's promises could be fulfilled. In our lesson context this morning, first chapters of uh, Genesis talks about the humanity of man and, and the creation and the fall of man and the acts of violence, the wickedness of man and their judgment and the rescue. And despite all of this, they still made vain attempts to focus their attention on themselves. And as Genesis, the first book of the Old Testament, such a broad focus of the uh, un is understandable. But this prepares our, us to be able to see how God worked through humanity generally and specifically through this one family, the family of Abram or Abraham. After the flood narrative detects uh, these descendants of Noah, uh, Sham, and, and, and the genealogy culminated in Terah, the father of Abraham, uh, along with Nahu and Haram. And Terah outlived Haram and the father of Lot. And Terah and his other sons, Abram and Noah, uh, both were married. But however, Abram and his wife Sarah was uh, childless. And the family lived in Ur and Chaldees in the ancient Mesopotamian uh, city. It was located on the banks of the Euphrates River. Uh, modern archaeologists discovered that it proved the insight of this city's wealth and culture and pagan religious practices. So the family connections of the city likely ran deep, even down to those uh, uh, pagan worshipers. I, if you've read the book of Jasher, you'll finally realize that Terah had nine gods, nine gods that he worshipped, and, and he was not, uh, God had not spoken to Terah, his father. However, the family uh, did not stay in Ur. Terah led Abraham, Sarah, and, and his lot to Canaan in the land bordering the western edges of the uh, Mediterranean Sea. And But Terah did not uh, complete his journey. He settled and died in Haran, and, and uh, an important city and a major trade route of the Mesopotamian and the Canaan Empire. 
uh, today's scripture and our text today, we are narrowing the focus as the highlights of Abram's family. Note that Abram is the same one who changed his name to Abraham later on. So now we look at the call announced. God will announce his call to you in your life. Our scripture says God's declaration. Verse 1, and our text says that now the Lord said unto Abram, Get thee out of the country from thy kindred and from thy father's house and into the land that I will show thee. As God addressed Abraham, the focus turns from uh, to the life of this one man. The text gives us no clues regarding the way that through which God spoke to him, but all is noted that, that this man that God called Abram. God told Abram to get out. Get out from among the people and he expected them to be able to make a move and be obedient. Get out from your father's house, a place of comfort, the place where you find that uh, that you have no, no, no really uh, hold on. See, God will put you in a place where you can claim, you can hold on to that place as yours. But the thing is, uh, Abraham was in a place that could not be claimed his own. It was his place with his father. So he told him to get out from your fathers and go to the place that I have told you to go. So God going to show us, ain't it right? God will show you where to go in life if you are receptive to his word. Now, if you're obedient to his word, God will do that which he said he would do. Verse 2, he says that once you leave this, I will make thee a great nation. I will bless thee and make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing. Mm -hmm. See here, uh, blessings would result if Abraham obeyed God. See, God got blessings. He tells us in Second Chronicles seven fourteen, we are always quoting, if my people that are called by my name would humble themselves, pray, uh, turn from their wicked ways, seek my faith, then will I hear from heaven and I will heal the land. So God gives us some what? prerequisites. We have to do something in order for God to be able to bless us fully. He said that if you obey me, he said, I will make you what? A great nation. I will bless thee and I will make their name great and thou shalt be a blessing. See, through Jesus, uh, through, through, through uh, Abraham, the lineage of Jesus Christ came so that all of us the whole world will be blessed through Abraham because of the lineage by which Jesus Christ came. You go in the book of Matthew, the gospel of Matthew gives you the lineage all the way from 40 and two generations that led back up to Christ. And then he says in verse three, I will bless thee that bless you, curse him that curse thee and shall be all families of the earth shall be blessed through thee. So he's telling us that when God blesses you, uh, the, the scripture we always go when we're talking about preachers, but it should be talking about everyone that is knowing the Lord. He says that touch not mine anointed and do my prophet no harm. Amen. We are the anointed of God. God says that anyone that bless us, we shall be blessed. Anyone that curses us shall be cursed. And then he says that, that through you, Abraham, that all of the earth shall be blessed. Mm -hmm. Abraham was uh, had, had not uh, would not have to face the trials alone. He said God said that He would be with him. He would be His protection. He said that anything that comes against you, they coming against me. See, when right. we come against God, remember what David told uh, 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 that giant Goliath. 
He said, I'm not coming at you. I'm coming at you in the name of the Lord. See, when we come in the name of the Lord, God will bless us. He will protect us. He will shield us. Then verse 4, Abraham's response. How did Abraham respond to the call of God? How did you respond? How do we call, respond to the call that God has on our lives? Verse 4 says, so Abraham departed. As the Lord had spoken unto him and Lot with him, and Abraham was 75 years old when he departed out of the harem. And he said here, one might expect Abraham to have discussed the issue with God or, or provided some pushback. But Abraham immediately responded by what? Moving. He said he departed when God had spoken unto him, took it, taking with him Lot, his brother's son, and Abraham was 75 years old. So uh, uh, I have this CD by, by Kurt Whalem, his uncle, uh, his 79 years old, just recording his first CD. He says that at 79 years old, gets up and plays and records. He says, if you can just get up at 79 years old. So Abraham was 75. That was nothing to be able to start a career. And he said that if you're concerned about starting your career at 40 years old as a musician, and his uncle was 79, he said, you need to talk to Abraham. Talk to Moses. Moses was 40 years old when he went into the land and, and, and to start keeping a Jethro's sheep. And he was 40 years old. When he got his job assignment, he was 80. He had to wait 40 years to get his assignment. So at 75 years old, you're getting an assignment from God. And sometimes you say, I'm too old. I, I'm not young like the rest of them. But God chooses you based on what's in your heart. We're going to Amen. talk about that this morning a little bit when we get into our morning message. God is looking at the heart. Yeah. God wants to see if your heart is determined to go all the way. Mm -hmm. So here he's saying in verse 5, and he took uh, Sariah, his wife, and, and his, his brother's son, Lot, and all the substance they had gathered and the souls they had gotten in Haran, and they went forth into the land of Canaan, and in the land of Canaan they came. And while Abraham uh, uh, specifically they called, apparently included more than him alone. See, when God calls you, he calls you with your family, your wife, your children, whatever you have, your resources, your, your, your income, everything you own, it, 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 you, you surrender that over to God. God Amen. calls every last thing that you have to serve him. Everything is called to serve God. God wants all of us mm -hmm. and all of our resources. He said everything that he had gathered and the souls went forth out of Canaan. So we are seeing here he's, he's taking his wealth and his household with him. He's taking everything with him. So he's leaving nothing behind. So what is that telling us? When God calls you and sends you, you he said, he, what did he tell uh, Lot's wife. We're going to talk that a little bit later on when Lot's wife was escaping uh, Sodom and Gomorrah and, and she looked back. See, when God delivers you from something, don't look back. When God uh, sends you to a, a assignment and all of a sudden you're looking back and wondering, I'm not qualified, I'm not this, I'm not that. What God want to do is that if I send you, I will equip you. Amen. If I call you, I will equip you. Amen. He'll send you with everything that you need. Don't look back and wonder how 
how, how things were back there before you got the call. God called you and equipped you and he'll send you on your way. And he says in verse 7 of our lesson, God's declaration. Verse 7 saying, the Lord appeared unto Abram and he said, unto thy seed will I have give thee this land. Mm -hmm. And there built it an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. Mm -hmm. And then here, uh, Abraham is feeling blessed by the Lord. And, and when you're being blessed by the Lord, uh, you, you, you build an altar. You do something to recognize his authority over your life. You worship him and you praise him. So here... Abraham felt uh, a, a, a sense of, of gratitude toward the Lord. And, and when he felt the sense of gratitude, he built an altar unto the Lord to be able to go back and remember. So you need to put some altars in your life. I'm talking about not necessarily altars made of wood, plastic, or wood. You should have something to be able to look back and wonder how I got over. Okay. Look back and wonder how God brought you through. Mm -hmm. Have that as a living memorial yes. so that it can be able to bring back to your remembrance that when God brought you through. Right. And he said that he built him an altar unto the Lord who had appeared to him. Act of building an altar was response to God as a, what was significant to him uh, taking the charge. See, when he built that altar, he was telling the Lord, I got it. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll take the charge. I, I will be obedient to your call and, and I'll do what you call me to do. Amen. And then God's call affirmed. Genesis 15 chapter, we drop down to chapter 15 in verses 1. And after these is the word of the Lord came into Abraham and the vision said, Fear not, Abraham. I am thy shield and thy and, and thou exceeding great reward. Abraham's first interaction uh, was challenging. And from time, Abraham and, and Lot lived separately. Eventually, they were reunited when he had to come and rescue Lot. Lot wanted to go and live in the limelight of, of Sodom and Gomorrah. And my old pastor, E.G. Williams, says that he pitched his tent a little too close to Sodom. See, when, when God brings you into an assignment and he tells you to go in and, and then he tells you to separate yourself from the people of that land and you go in and you you join yourself to the people of the land, especially when they're pagan worshipers, God had to come in and allow Abraham to rescue Lot because he got too close mm -hmm. and when he got close, next thing you know, he was engaging. See, when yeah. you get close, you go engage. Don't don't get so close and think it ain't gonna bother you. Come when you on, get close, you go engage. So Abraham had to go in and rescue Lot mm -hmm. out of that land that he was in. But then the 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 doing this encounter with the king of Sodom, Abraham refused riches, he refused gain from the king. He did not want to depend on the wealth of the king. Instead, he trusted in God right. himself for his exceeding great reward that God had promised him. And mm -hmm. then challenge offered. Verse 2 says, Abraham said, Lord God, mm -hmm. what will thy give me, seeing that I go childless, and that steward of my house is that Eliezer of Damascus. See, the first time is recorded, Abraham is uh, responding directly to God himself. See, sometimes when you, when you say, why, Lord? And people say, don't question God. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Ain't nothing wrong with asking God why, Lord. Ask God why when you're trying to deal with the difficulties of love. Ask God why when you don't understand what is going on. All Ask right, God why. Right. He said, Lord God, what will thy give me? Mm -hmm. Saying that I am childless. 
Now, how can I do with you? How can I have uh, uh, blessings of the seas, uh, the sands of the sea, and the stars of the sky when I am what? A childless. See, it's hard to have hope when you don't have any of the, 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 the components to be able to work things out in your life. When you got all of the components, you can kind of figure out, I, I believe I can do it. But when all of the components are missing, it's hard for you to trust the word. I don't care if it is God. When, when God comes and gives you a word, it's hard to trust when you don't see things. That's come our on, humanity. Come on, come but on. our faith is to believe that God is real. I yeah, believe that God yeah. will. I believe that God does. I believe that God uh, can. Mm -hmm. And I serve a can-do God. And I think our text is going to talk about that after worship this morning. He said, I can do all things. Amen. Mm -hmm. I serve a can-do God. He said that here in verse 3, And Abraham said, Behold, uh, uh, to me thou hast given me no seed, and lo, one born in my house is my heir. Mm -hmm. So he felt like uh, he had nothing to offer. See, when sometimes when God calls you, you feel like I have nothing to offer. Mm -hmm. I ain't got no seed, and, and what I have in my house ain't even mine. Sometimes you get to that place, but what God will do, God will let you know that I can use you, mm -hmm. and if I call you, I will give you what you there need. You huh? I'll give yes. you what you need. You don't have to have a, uh, a substitute inheritance. Mm -hmm. I will give you the inheritance that is due because I promised that I will give it to you. Amen. Then verse 4 says, And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This is not thine heir. But he shall come forth out of thy own bowels and mm -hmm. shall be thine heir. Right. I, I know that's a promise confirmed to 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 uh, to uh, Abram, and he 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 knew that he didn't have the components. But God said, "I will provide the components you need Amen. in order for to get you into the destiny that I have it's promised it. for your life." God got the components for your future. He's got the promise. The components to fulfill the promise that he has for your life. Only thing you have to do is just sit back and wait. Come on. Uh, you need to start taking inventory. Oh, that's what God gave me. Uh, that comes from God. This comes from God. Things come from God to provide us with the components we need to be able to fulfill the purpose that he has for our life. Amen. He says that the, it will not come out of a, a, a substitute heir. The promise that I made will come out of your own loins. See, yeah. what God has sowed down on the inside of you is enough to fulfill everything that God has for your life. Only thing you got to do is trust God. Amen. Trust God that he will be able to allow you to raise up that thing that's on the inside of you yeah. to be able to fulfill yeah. that future that he has for you. And he says that, and he brought forth uh, him abroad and said, Lo, now look toward the heaven and tell the stars, if thou be uh, able to number them. And he said unto him, so shall thy seed be. Ain't there something God yeah, is telling him? Yeah. You look up at the stars and you number them. Mm -hmm. And if you number them, that's how big of your promise is going to be. Yeah. See, God is unlimited, ain't it? We serve a limited world, but we serve an unlimited God. The things in this world are limited. The things that you and I do are limited. But what God will provide is unlimited. Amen. He says that look at the stars and then just consider that that, that is nothing for God. And it's nothing too hard for God to do. Amen. And then verse 6 says that, and he believed. And okay. that's something. 
He, God told him that if you look toward the sky, see the stars in the sky, the sands in the sea, and he said, and he believed it. Mm -hmm. And he counted it for righteousness. Mm -hmm. huh? Counted it for righteousness. This becomes brings us into the new covenant that we have in Christ. Christ's new covenant is placed on faith in believing. Mm -hmm. If you would believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, if you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart, he said, thou shalt be saved. Our faith now is belief-based. It's belief-based. We're, we're, we're a faith-based uh, religion. We're a faith-based uh, uh, relationship that we have with God. Mm -hmm. And he believed and he counted him for righteousness. Amen. Abraham's belief did not go unnoticed and it would become the model for all of us to be able to believe, count it for righteousness through Jesus Christ Amen. because God's own nature is righteous and perfect. He desired that his people be righteous as well. They could uh, live uh, they could live righteously and justly with God and with others as they did that which is lawful and right. We cannot live right without God. Right. God makes us right. Amen. Righteousness comes through him, Amen. and then it's imputed. That's what the New Testament tells us. Righteousness was imputed upon us through our faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. Now I believe in Christ. Amen. Now I become an heir Amen. to God, just like Abraham did. Amen. Verse 7, get down to our conclusion of our lesson this morning 25 minutes or so and we can get into our worship part of our service we said that we're going to start our our sunday school worship hour we're going to have our sunday school hour uh sunday school lesson and then we'll get into some prayer and praise and then we're going to get into a little follow-up with our word lesson this morning out of our uh, sunday school lesson our conclusion abraham answered but the question is will you Will I, will I answer the call? Will you answer the call? Abraham had to answer a difficult call with boldness, courage, and faith. God has placed the call, and Abraham answered by way of relocating his family. This uh, a decision would radically change his life and the life of others for the world to see and the world to know. Everything changed because of disobedience that Abraham had to be able to go when God told him to go. And now he said all the people and nations of the world will be blessed through what you did. And see, there will be times in our life as a believer when challenge is not to find God's will. And I love this. Our challenge is not to find God's will, but to follow God's call. See, you might not never understand the, the will of God in your life, mm -hmm. but if you obey his call, his will be fulfilled in your life. Amen. You've got to be obedient to the call. This call may lead you to a, what, a different job, a new neighborhood, even uh, an unknown place or land to go. But yet, if you remain faithful, God and he and he will uh, fulfill that thing and, and that promise that he had made for you in your life. And he will do that. So our prayer today is God, through history, you have shown yourself to be faithful. Give us the faith to be able to follow your call and to patience to be able to trust you in spite of how things look 
in spite of our difficulties, in spite of our insecurities, in spite of our lack of confidence, Lord, give us the patience to trust you. We ask this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So our thought to remember, if God calls us, we only need to follow his direction. And his will will, will be fulfilled in our life. God will do those things that are great above anything that you can ever think or imagine if you trust him. Don't worry about how things look. Don't, don't worry about how things sound. Don't, don't worry about how inadequate you feel. If God said it, God will do it. Do y'all trust him this morning? Mm -hmm. God bless you. We thank God for you joining us this morning at our Sunday school hour. We do thank God for you being with us this morning. And we're going to move into our prayer and praise. I asked my wife to get a song ready for this morning. And, and we're going to come and we're going to give God some praise for a few minutes. And then we're going to get into our morning message. We do thank God for you joining us if you have to drift away. Thank God for you joining us this at this time. And we're going to move into our praise and worship this morning. I asked her to sing an old song. Used to sing that song down at uh, Chapel Grove. Pastor Lee used to like her to sing that song. Uh, when I rose this morning. Huh? Come on, honey. We're going to praise the Lord this morning. She's going to sing and I'm going to sing with her. Come on. Let me see if I pull it up here. Praise the Lord, everybody. Mm -hmm. This morning when I rose, yeah, I didn't have no doubt. This morning when I rose, yeah, I didn't have no doubt. This morning when I rose, yeah, I didn't. Feel like 
walking, feel like walking. walking. I feel like walking, feel like walking. I feel like talking, feel like talking. I feel like talking, feel like talking. I feel like praying, feel like praying. I feel like praying, feel like praying. I feel like shouting, feel like shouting. I feel deciding to move on. We had some good times. We had bad times and we had blessings and trials and tribulations. Mm -hmm. But through it all, God was directing us uh, in a way to get us to move in the way that he wanted us to move. We, we didn't get here by accident. Ain't no good luck, bad luck. But uh, by the divine hand of God that, that allowed us to be here today. God has a divine purpose for us being here 
And this morning at this on the wall ministry here in Alta Vista, Virginia, mm -hmm. I might understand every detail about what God is doing and why. But Paul wrote, he said that he has chosen us before the foundations of the world. Amen. He has predestined an adoption of the children of Christ himself according to his good pleasure and his will. See, my whole story mm -hmm. may not be written yet. See, your story ain't never been written yet. God is still working on you and he's working on and me also. But I believe God. I believe Jesus is the author and the finisher of my life and he's chosen me for this time and purpose. Amen. We are not here by mistake. No. And you are not here either. God um, meticulously fashioned us by using every tool at his disposal uh, to be able to get me here, get you here, and at this time and at this moment and this place so that his will and purpose could be fulfilled in our lives. God has a plan. Y'all believe that this morning? That, that through us, through me, through you, that, that, that the world will get to know Jesus Christ. He says in Matthew the 28th chapter, 19th and 20th verse, he said, Go ye into all the earth, mm -hmm. baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and I will be with you. Mm -hmm. You know, always, even unto the ends of the ages. He will be there for us. God has this plan that, that through us, by faith in Jesus Christ, to finish a work that he has purposed for us in our life. Even before the foundations of the world was mm -hmm. made, God had determined what you and I would do if we would only be obedient to his will. You Amen. see what uh, Abraham did? Abraham was obeyed God mm -hmm. and it was accounted for righteousness. Amen. God can make us righteous just by us being obedient to Amen. his word. So we come to our text this morning. Paul found uh, the need to address this issue in the church. The church was growing and God was calling people into ministry, but the Jewish church had certain rules and traditions when it came to those of certain offices, those that are outside the church. You know it's no different today. Certain children and certain families are more expected than some other children that are in some other families that people they thought they ain't nobody. God, they didn't expect too much out of them. But God can use what? Anybody. Anybody. And that's the way it is even in our church today our text today wants to make it just clear and explicit god is the one who does the calling Amen. Huh? god calls whom he pleases without our permission yes. i hate to tell yes. you that yes. without your say so in the matter Amen. if he called me ain't your business if he called you ain't my business ain't god right. calls whom he pleases Amen. to call our opinion does not matter mm -hmm. so it does very little for us to do, be able to good to have our opinions whether agree or whether we disagree with somebody who's called to a ministry mm -hmm. that, that, that's god ain't it yep. in our scripture in the bible one scripture in the bible in the second peter it tells us that uh that that uh uh, 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 wherefore, rather, brethren, give diligence to make your call in any election sure. For if ye do these things, ye shall what? Never fall, Amen. and the interest shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. See, our duty is to be able to be obedient to God and to make sure that our election is correct. Amen. Not, not nobody else's. 
When God calls somebody else, they got to make sure that their election is sure. When God calls us, we have to make sure that our election is sure. Amen. God is the one that has done the calling, and, and we need to be about that. So you, your time, our time is too precious to be spending trying to get people to, to accept your calling. You ain't got time to worry about that. Move and do what God called you to Amen. do. You don't need to validate your calling based on their opinion. You know, if you are sure that God has called you, he has also not only called you, he's justified you, he's sanctified you, Amen. and then he will glorify you Amen. in the end if Amen. you're obedient to his word. Amen. Then our first point this morning as we look, we're going to get on down through this. Uh, God has searched your heart mm -hmm. before the call. Yes. Ain't that good news? God has already searched your heart before the call. Mm -hmm. See, our text says that what? And he that searches the heart knoweth what is in the mind of the spirit because he make his intercession of the saints according to the will of God. Amen. See, if you're feeling God that is tugging at your heart and 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 until you answer the call to serve, and you're struggling with 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 trying to figure out uh, your your purpose and whether you can fulfill it based on your own uh, uh, and understanding and your own intelligence, mm -hmm. you can't do that. He's already checked your heart out. All right, and it, it's not your position, it's not your education, uh -huh. it's not about you meeting some requirements qualifying you for the position, but the state of the heart will be uh, uh, what enables you to be able to serve. Yes. God is looking at the heart. Yes, it's yes. more than an outward stature where God calls you or chooses you. It's about what's on the inside. Yes, and, and that uh, we don't even know about. God got some stuff that's on our heart that we don't even know about. God knows what tomorrow will bring before we even get to tomorrow. He, he, we can't think about what's going to happen when God already knows what's going to happen. Ain't it? Yes. Huh? And through Jesus Christ, God calls us all. Yes. He justifies us. He sanctifies us. And he glorifies those that serve him. Uh, uh, at whatever purpose he has gotten them to understand that is needed in the church, God will call you to do that. Amen. Huh? And, and ain't it amazing how God got one person for one task, and he will uh, uh, call you for that one person, that one task, and only you can do it. Because he knows what your heart is all about. Huh? He sees the purpose that you and I can't see in ourselves. Come on. Huh? Have you ever questioned God, his purpose that he has for you in your life? And you say, Lord, I ain't able and I ain't old enough and I ain't big enough. And he, hey, God knows the purpose for he calls you. Amen. Then our next point is that the things just work out towards your purpose when God does the calling. And <laughs> Our text says this, what? And we know all things, all things works for good to them that love God and yeah. them that are called to his purpose. Yeah. For whom did he foreknow? He also predestinated to be conformed to the image of God, that he might be the firstborn among the brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, he also called. Whom he called, he justified. Whom he justified, he also glorified. See, when, when your motivation is love, Think about it. When your motivation is love, when you are attracted to, to God by love, 
and love is that attraction when you're called God causes things to work out. Yes, when is. love is your redeeming principle. Yeah. Let's go back to Hill's Creek. Reverend Price and Dorothy Jones said love is our redeeming, redeeming principle. principle. When love becomes your redeeming principle, whatever God calls you to do, things going to work out. In the job that you have all, that has always uh, been easy for you to do. Sometimes God won't call you for to do that one. Nope. He's going to call you something that, that you have a hard time, that challenge yeah. you, that challenge your, 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 your education, yeah. challenge your faith, challenge mm -hmm. your everything. God will do that. Huh. I enjoy what I do. I enjoy the preaching and the teaching. I, I enjoy that. I love uh, being the teaching. And, 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 but the thing about it is, God already knew ahead of time what I would do. Yes. He prepared before the foundations of the world. Yes, I just read that yes, of what you did. could do. Yes. So God foreknew and he predestined us uh, to, to be able to be here. And, and he called us and he justified us. And, and then he sanctified us. Yep. And, uh, and those he sanctified, he said that he will glorify yep. to serve. Yep. And, and that's why we're here. Ain't it? And that's why you're here. That's why I'm here. And while we are all called to serve God in some capacity, according to the purpose that he has already predestinated for our lives. Amen. Huh, you must have a purpose in order to love what you're doing. Huh? You gotta, huh? you got to have a purpose in order for you to love what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You must have this purpose. And without purpose, your efforts are meaningless. Come on, preacher. Without purpose, ministry is meaningless. Without purpose, your calling is not justified. It's not sanctified. It's not being glorified. You've got to have the purpose yeah. in mind. Then finally, we're going to close up. Finally, if you're called and justified and sanctified and glorified to serve, who can be against you? Ooh. Huh? Paul says, what shall we say then to these things? Mm -hmm. If God mm -hmm. be for us, Ooh. who can be against us? Huh? Huh? If you're called and justified and sanctified and glorified to serve God, he tells me no weapon, no weapon. formed against me shall prosper. No huh? And no tongue Thou shalt rise against thee, shall be in judgment, shall be condemning. And that's the protection that God gives us when, 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 when he calls you the anointed. Yes. We are the anointed of God. If you're wasting your time trying to justify your calling, you're not walking in the surety of your election. Come on, preach huh? Huh? Come What on, can we preach. say then when people question your calling? Come on. Huh? If God's for us. Hey, hey. If you don't like the way I preach, if God's for us. Uh, if you don't like my ministry, if God's for us, who, who can be against us? Huh? Huh? What does it matter if you don't believe in my ministry? What does it matter if you don't like what I preach? If, what does it matter if you don't think I deserve this appointment? What does it matter if you don't respect my position? What does it matter if you don't like my preaching? Huh? I have to answer to God. Amen. And you do too. I got to answer to God, and you do too. So I'm, I'm, I'm warning some of you out there. Don't touch me. I, I'm the anointed of God. I, I ain't going to touch you. I know better. But, but the thing is, don't touch me. I am the anointed of God. Huh? But do your purpose. Huh? And let me do mine. 
Come on, All of us need to let things go and, and do your purpose. Yes. And then let others do theirs. Mm -hmm. As we close this morning, James asked a question in James 4 and 12. There is one lawgiver who is able to save and destroy. Who art thou that judges another? If God called you, you need to be comfortable in your calling. Never let any man or woman judge you because of both the one that's being judged and the one that's doing the judging going to have to stand before God one day. God has a divine purpose for us all. And think about it. It's enough lost folk, hurting folk in the world today that gives every last one of us something to do. So don't be jealous of what I do. Let not me be jealous of what you do. Yes. Let's just understand that God has a divine purpose for you and only you. He has a divine purpose for me and only me. Can you reach every sinner in the world that's hurt today? No, we can't do that. So God needs all of us. God got hands, and I like old Ollie Wilson. Ollie Wilson says that God got two sets of hands. Mm -hmm. That's mine and yours. Yes, so yes. it's up to you and I. Operate in your calling. Operate uh, to live the purpose that God has for your life. See, that's what it said. So I charge you today. I charge you this morning. As we're about to take Holy Communion, I charge you this morning uh, to be able to, to, to each of you, uh, to, to take the task that God has assigned you to do. Take the calling that God has called for you to do and do your best. Do your best at it. And to do all you can do for the Lord because he is the one that has your reward waiting for him. He mm -hmm. promised Abraham that he will bless him and have him to be a blessing to the whole world. So you and I, we're charged now to be able to go out and be about our father's business. And, and that's what I like about our lesson this morning. There will be times in your life that the believer, when challenge is not to find God's will, but to follow God's call. Amen. I love that in our lesson this morning. Let's wait, quit wasting our time to trying to figure out whether we can uh, get into the will of God. Be obedient to God and your will will fall into place. Won't mm -hmm. it? Follow his call. His will will find you out. Won't mm -hmm. it? Huh? Let's focus on his call. For our lives that will lead us to fulfilling our purpose that he has for us individually and collectively. God got a, a job for you. God got a job for me. He's got a calling on your life as well as he got a calling on my life. We are called to serve. Let us receive the calling that God has. He needs all of us. Like I said, we are called to a purpose. And my purpose is to be able to reach out. And let men, women, and boys and girls know that the wages of sin is death and the gift of God is eternal life. Let them know that God loves them. His desire is none to be lost. God is there to be able to help us and strengthen us and to build us up. So God needs all of us to use our voices. Herald out the name of Jesus. I like that old Christmas song. It tell it, go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere that Jesus Christ is Lord. Be that sound in brass. And that will be able to tell the world about the love of God. And don't be that, that tingling symbol that is just making noise. But be a sound and a law to let the world know that Jesus is living. 
and is well today. God bless you. Hope that each of them, you will be able to serve God with joy in your heart. He just Serving God is just like giving. Giving, he said, don't give grudgingly, but give freely. When you give your service to God, give it freely, not grudgingly, to be able to accept the call that God has. And he will be able to make you to become a blessing to those that are around you and the world that you're in. Some sinner is waiting for you. Some sinner is waiting for you to be able to tell them about the goodness of the Lord. Somebody is waiting for you that only you can be able to reach them where they are. So receive it to him right now. Receive the call. Accept the call. Because God will call you. He will justify you. He will sanctify you. And you will be glorified in the end. God bless you. And may heaven ever smile upon you. Let us bow. Father God, we do thank you, Lord, for today. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to say a word. Lord, we pray, Lord, that the word will not fall on deaf ear. You said that my words shall not go out and shall not return void. Lord, we thank you today. Lord, let us be called. Let us serve you. Let us glorify you. Let us praise you, Lord, because you're worthy. Lord, we thank you and we praise you. We pray for the sick. We pray for the suffering. Bereave. Pray for my family. My brother and my sisters, they're going through. Pray for our in-laws and, and my mother-in-law. Uh, thank God for her strength in the Lord. We pray for our family, my wife's family, struggling, trying to take care of mom and do the work. So let's pray for one another. Let us be able to look to the Lord, knowing that all of our help comes from him. God bless you, and may heaven ever smile upon you. We're going to end into Holy Communion. 1 Corinthians 11 and 23 and 34 says, Before I received the Lord that which I delivered unto you, the Lord Jesus Christ, the same night in which he betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he took the bread and cup, and he supped, and saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, and do, do ye as often as ye do it in remembrance of me. And for as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show forth the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup, and shall drink it unworthily, shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself. And let him eat this bread and drink this cup. For he that eats and drink is unworthily, drinketh damnation to himself and discerning of the Lord's body. For this called many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we are judged ourselves, we shall not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we shall not be condemned with the world. Wherefore, my brethren, when ye come together, eat and tarry one for another. And if a man hunger, let him eat at home. Come not together under condemnation and the rest what I said in order when he come. We ask those who are at home, if you want to join in, just take any piece of bread. You can take any juice. And we're going to pray over them. This bread, that bread that they have in our homes represents the body of Christ. The juice or uh, whatever uh, water, whatever you have in your house, it represents what? The blood. Let us pray. Father God, we Bless it right now, Lord. We ask you to use sanctified, touch it right now. Take what is material and turn it into spiritual. Let us partake of the body and the blood of Jesus. He says, as often as we do it, we do it unto you. Lord, we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name.
They said the cup represents his blood. Let's take eat. Let's drink together. And let us bow. Father God, we do thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that you've given unto us your darling Son, Jesus Christ, and through the remembrance of his body and blood sacrifice that he made on Calvary cross for our sin, that you said, O oh, Heavenly Father, that if we would receive it, that we would be able to receive unto him his death and his resurrection. And we believe, O oh, Heavenly Father, because one day he rose in my life, Lord, we thank you today for his resurrection. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for his ascension. And we thank you for the sitting on the right hand of the Father, taking petitions for our prayers. And we thank you, Lord, for your coming again. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that when you come, Lord, we will find us ready to receive you unto yourself. Lord, we thank you today. We praise your name. We glorify your name. Just go with us. Stand by us as we continue to do the work God has called us to do. And we thank you so much for all that you have done in us and through us. We magnify your name and glorify your name. And we're just going to end up with a little song my wife is going to sing. Praise is what I do. Sing it loud. Praise is what I do when I want to be close to you. I lift my hands and praise. Praise is who I am, I will praise him while I can. I bless you at all times, and I vow to praise you through the good and the salvation of Jesus Christ going to all the world letting them know that God is able he will be able to bring you out of every situation according to his will and purpose that he has for your life God bless you may heaven have a smile upon you join us again on Friday evening we apologize we did not broadcast Friday evening we'll get into uh, demons uh, angels demons and spiritual warfare 
our demons is our next class starting on Friday evening. We did post our lesson plan. Pull up the lesson plan so you'll be able to join with us. God bless you. May heaven have a smile upon you. May the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, may you rest, rule, and abide with us henceforth and forever. Let the body of Christ say, Amen. Amen. God bless you. May heaven have a smile upon you.